Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. Okay, today we're going to be talking about the one thing that you're going to see a lot of during the holiday season if you don't see it all year long, and that's the histrionic personality. What is a histrionic personality? Well, these folks are very heavy attention-seeking people. They they dress with a lot of character. They they want attention everywhere they go. Everything about them is self-centered and it's about them feeling good. And this type of year, they're very social people also, so most of them are. Some of them are introverted, so they show it through what they wear or how they present themselves. Other people do it through their talk and, and to their speech. But what is this thing, this histrionic personality? And it's actually a disorder. It's characterized by constant attention-seeking, emotional overreaction, and suggestibility. They're very, you could, you can influence them easily. And, and a person with this condition tends to over-dramatize every situation, which may impair relationships, and it basically leads to depression. Underneath it all is depression, and it always leads back to depression, despite the fact that they present being overzealous and over-happy. You know, the word personality, it, it is deeply ingrained patterns of behavior, and so the the manner in which the individuals perceive and relate and think about themselves and their world around them, their personality traits are are are, are features of the personality, and they're not necessarily pathological. Although certain styles of personality may cause interpersonal problems, but personality disorders themselves are very rigid, inflexible, maladaptive, causing a lot of impairment because they don't adapt well. They want the world to adapt to them. And in functioning and in their internal distress, that is what they're trying to uh, prevent. They want to have good functioning and, and no internal distress. And the problem is life is full of uh, bad functioning and internal distress <laughs> because we can't control life. We're, we're, we're only influenced by it, So and, and we influence it also. But a personality disorder is basically a, a, a personal uh, experience, and it's got a, an individual's culture is what it is all about. And it's the base of it's very inflexible and it has an onset in adolescence or early childhood and is stable over time but leads to distress and impairment. And now individuals with this particular disorder, which is the histrionic personality disorder, they have excessive emotionality and they have a tendency to regard things in a very emotional manner. Everything is about how they feel. And, and and they're attention seekers, so they magnify everything. They magnify the bad. They're gossipers. Uh, people with this disorder are uncomfortable or feel unappreciated when they're not the center of attention. So their behaviors includes like constant seeking of approval or attention, self-dramatization and theatricality. 
they have a, a, a very sharp self-centeredness. And they also can be sexually seductive in inappropriate situations, including social, occupational, professional relationships beyond what is appropriate for the social context. And they, they may even be lively and dramatic and initially charm a lot of people with their enthusiasms, with very apparent openness and, and flirtatiousness. But they also embarrass friends and they also and acquaintances with excessive public displays of emotion, such as embracing casual acquaintances with passion. They sob uncontrollably on minor setbacks. They have temper tantrums. So people with this histrionic personality, they are basically labeled the life of the party. But they also are the party killers because they overdo it. And, and uh, everything seems to be in their conversations self-focused. And so they, they, they often use their physical appearance to draw attention to themselves, whether it's what they're wearing or, or sexually seductive, whatever it is. It could be that, that really whacked out Christmas sweater. You know, it's something like that. That is something that they feel is appropriate and that's what they want everybody to feel that they're this excessively happy person but deep inside they're a very empty and 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 uh feeling sad emotional expression it can be very shallow in the histrionic personality and and they have a lot of rapid shifting so their style of speech can be excessively you know very impressionistic and, and lack detail so they talk about the big picture and, and they may do well with jobs that value and require imagination and creativity, but they'll probably have difficulty with the tasks that demand analytical and logical type of thinking. And so, you know, it, this this particular disorder, there is a higher uh, women population um, than men, and that's just in all the studies that they have uh, have taken over time. And and basically, the symptoms include. A, uh, a diagnosis of a personality disorder like histrionic is self-centered. They're uncomfortable when they're not the center of attention. These are symptoms. Okay, now once again, there's no medication for this diagnosis. This is a personality disorder. And we'll talk about kind of where they come from in just a few minutes. But they're very self-centered. They're constantly seeking reassurance or approval. And so they're inappropriately seductive. And, and with their behavior, but they would deny that if you said that, that, hey, you did, and they'll deny it. They also have rapidly shifting emotional states that appear shallow to most people because they're overly concerned with their physical appearance and being accepted physically, and they use their physical appearance to draw attention to themselves. Now, I'm not saying that they feel they're attractive, but what they will do is dress in a way that people will look to see them. They, their opinions are very easily influenced by other people, so they never stick to what they say. They, they have very little integrity, and, and uh, they have very few details that they're able to back up things. They're very excessive, dramatic, with, with exaggerated displays of emotion, and they tend to believe that their relationships are more intimate than they actually are. Um, once again, they're very suggestible people. They're very easily influenced. And uh, so that is what the makings of a histrionic personality. Now, if you look at the cause, all personality disorders derive from childhood. They derive from the way you were raised. And so what basically happens is your parents, your siblings, your friends, 
your whole life is, is driven in this need to be accepted and this need to be the center of attention. If that's what it took to get your parents' attention, to dress funny, to act funny, to be dramatic, to be overly crazy, to be embarrassing, that is what you're going to do in your adult life. And so if that's what they got did to get attention as a child, they move those child behaviors, which are childlike, and personality and they move that into their adult life so that's like they function as a child needing that acceptance needing that attention and they tend to use their adult personality but they underneath that they're playing it their adult personality is coming out of their childhood and so they look like an adult but they're really in some ways very childish these these folks can also be very functional people and so they function in jobs they function in all kinds of different places but oftentimes they don't live a really deep-seated life they live a very surfaced life you know um, people with this disorder are usually able to function at a high level and they can function well in social and occupational environments but they they seek treat they they will often you'll see them seeking treatment for depression and, and people will wonder well you never depressed how do you do that well that's cuz they're depressed when they're alone they're depressed when they're home they're depressed when they don't feel accepted they're depressed when things go wrong they go way down deep and then they cycle back up and it's kind of looks like bipolar but it oftentimes is just a histrionic personality. They do what's called rapid cycling. They cycle down and up, down and up, down and up. Now, the, the other thing, um, they, they usually display where they're uncomfortable with situations in which they're not the center of attention. Their interaction with others is often characterized by, by uh, inappropriate, uh, provocative behavior, or meaning attention-seeking behavior or sexually seductive uh, behavior. Um, they rapid shifting, shallow expression of emotions. They're, they're consistently use physical appearance to draw attention. These are the folks that if you're sitting in an airport and they sit next to you, and despite the fact that you're staring at your computer or looking at your phone or playing a game, doing whatever you're doing, they will start a conversation with you that's about them. And then they will continue. And until you finally don't give them what they want, they will find somebody that will validate them. And so they seek people to pay attention to them. And they'll tell the same stories over and over to those people because that's what they use to get attention. So these are folks that basically will take over a room even if you never wanted them to. Even if you're not in the mood for them, they will take over a room. And so what's interesting is that as you go to Christmas parties and holiday out, uh, outings, when you see somebody come into a room and you go, ooh, ooh, something about that person, despite what they look like, despite what they act like, something about them is not right. And you can't really put your finger on it. That usually is a personality disorder of some type. Now, there are treatments, uh, you know, but they have to recognize that this is a problem that they have. Uh, these people are high maintenance. They will suck you dry because of the energy that they require to uh, pay attention to them. And so when, when you're working with the histrionic personality, what you're trying to get them uh, to, to do is grasp the concept of peace and acceptance and that their life is about giving to other people, but not by giving of their personality, but giving to other people what they need 
the other people need rather than the histrionic person. It's a, it's a philosophical shift that takes a long time in therapy because they just don't get it. They cannot perceive the fact that they are the problem and they are causing a problem because people don't want to tell them, oh, don't be happy or don't be this nice person or don't be funny because you feel like you're a dud. But underneath it, you're going, gosh, this person drives me nuts. I can't stand to be around. They, they just absolutely require too much of me. You know, the histrionic personality disorder is characterized, once again, by the attention-seeking emotionality. But you have to look at yourself and go, what does it really look like? Well, have you ever met someone who seemed to be highly emotional, uh, theatrical, dramatic, obsessed with their appearance, overly seductive in their inner interactions, someone who, who could stand not being the center of attention, someone who would constantly go to extreme lengths to draw attention back to themselves? Whenever anyone threatened to take the spotlight from them. So you may come across someone like that, and that is the histrionic personality disorder. They're very self-centered. And once again, I know I keep repeating myself, but it's important for you to understand so that you know how much energy you place into a person. As we're out there meeting new people in life, we want to make friends. We want to have people in our life. But but I will tell you, having a person like this in your life will will drive you absolutely crazy. Uh, because they can't seem to make solid friends. They think they're, you're their best friend, and you're like, uh, what? I'm not your best friend. <laughs> but you don't want to tell them that, because if they believe that, that's that's good for them. But, you know, they are, are, are people that uh, can really tie your life up into very dramatic ways. So if you, you like to be a crazy three-year-old all the time, uh, that's basically what this person requires is that kind of energy. So let's look at the idea that, you know, the, the, the female histrionic is, has this, the, the insatiable need for attention. But, you know, their tendency is to overstep boundaries of others, to flirt with anyone and everyone in the near vicinity. And they, and they cause issues in their relationships and their friendships because they're like, I didn't say that. No, I didn't. I, you know, yeah, I thought they were a nice person, but they don't really communicate what they were really doing because they don't even realize what they're really doing. They're, they're usually uh, physically cheat on their partners, and uh, they do that also emotionally. They can emotionally cheat on their partners by giving someone else energy because their partner will generally, in a marriage to a histrionic person, you get sick of it. You know the game, and you're tired of it. And so usually what happens is they have a very surfacey relationship. And this person, despite the fact that that is what they do, this histrionic person will basically um, – develop uh, intimacies with other people just so they can counterbalance what's not happening in their relationship. And so they oftentimes they cheat and uh, they, they also seduce uh, people that are already in committed relationships. And they're also likely to use their sexually inappropriate to get ahead at work or at school. They just, they're off the hook, but they would deny that. They would deny that, deny it, deny it to the T. So, you know, the female narcissist, once again, they, they're going to dress oftentimes seductive or achieve an agenda or a goal of getting everybody's attention. They often um, they have very revealing uh, clothing uh, across all situations. Uh, the, their product, provocative clothing combined with overly seductive behavior uh, manufactures scenarios where the, the female is indeed put in the spotlight and often a, a detriment to the people that she's with. 
And so it's kind of sad uh, when you see that because you're going, wow, what is your home? They don't realize. They think they're getting all this great attention. But what people are really thinking is, wow, you're not what you think, what you present to be. So people with this disorder often have very impaired relationships, sadly, with same-sex friends because their sexually provocative interpersonal style seems like a threat to their friends. And so they also alienate friends with demands for this constant attention. They often become depressed and upset when they're not the center of attention. They like it. Whether it's negative attention, positive attention, any attention they can possibly get, they will do it. These folks also are very attracted to social media. And so they want to put themselves out there as incredibly great people doing incredibly great things. And they will hide behind their children and their family behind their successes. But at the same time, they will also look at their kids as objects and look at their partner as what can you do for me? And so, you know, this histrionic personality, once again, we're not trying to describe evil. What we're describing is a disorder that comes from childhood. And this is what they had to do as children to get their parents' attention. This is what they had to do to be friends with other people. This is what they had to do. uh, They felt that they had to do to be accepted. And so this disorder, once again, comes out of the way of life and about the way they see themselves with other people. You know, um, the, 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 the exhaustedness is your indicator as a person of having to be around that person and sustain that the, this drama person, this drama queen or this drama man who's overly obsessed with their appearance, their, 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 uh, their, their gestures are empathetic, but their tone is exaggerated and their whole personality comes off too excessive and too contrived. And so they, they manage to steal the show everywhere they go. They're flirtatious, energetic, provocative, social butterfly, but underneath it, it's just flat, 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 flat. And so that's uh, what the basis of a personality disorder like histrionic is. So we're going to go into a sense of how to deal with uh, high-maintenance people and what they're like in relationships and how to indicate to yourself, am I married to, am I dating, am I thinking about dating, am I attracted to a histrionic personality? Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Get in 
inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about the histrionic personality disorder. And, uh, you know, once again, histrionic people are just crazy makers. Um, they're very high-maintenance people. Um, we'll just go reiterate. They, they're, they're, they're exhibitionistic. They're, they draw attention through physical appearance and their speech. They they are excessively uh, impressionistic, meaning really oh is that how they do this not that oh and they make people sound so interesting. That's because maybe a person is suddenly going to draw attention to them. Meaning if they're friends with this person, then wow they must be this incredible person. So they they tend to uh, uh, try to steal the thunder by attaching themselves to people that are highly accepted socially. Um, they're also uh, very shallow in relationships. Uh, they're overly dramatic. They're, they're people that also uh, oftentimes have a lot of flirting, a lot of affairs, where they, they uh, wear strange, crazy things to get attention. 
Um, that's just the personality that we're talking about. But this is, once again, a very high-maintenance personality. So, you know, let's talk about relationships with a histrionic person. When you think about bad relationships, it's most perennial liar or cheater who stands out as, as the riskiest person. But your warning system may not be as attuned to, to other personalities that could predict more trouble ahead. And, and that, if you look at divorce among men and women with personality disorders or longstanding uh, maladaptive ways of perceiving or interpreting their self or feeling of uh, expressing emotions like they're very dramatic or relating to others or controlling impulses, they can't control that impulse, that indicates a warning sign that this may not be a uh, good relationship, that there's very deep-seated tendencies here. A personality disorder is often going to draw attention to itself more than anybody else. And God forbid they become a mom or a dad because their children will pick up having to adapt to the personality disorder and they will adapt their own personality disorder based on how they had to get their parents' attention. And so it's very sad, but it, it goes intergenerationally because we tend to create personality disorders based on the personality disorder that we have as a parent. So um, this is a big challenge in mental health. Just identifying this kind of person is very hard to do. But once you figure it out, you're like, got it. That's, I got it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but anyway... Seven of uh, of the, the 11 personality disorders often are divorced before they're 35 years old. But there's also a very high likelihood that they've married a partner that um, they've already got too deep with that person. They had children and now they feel like, oh, God, I just got to stay with this person and just be with this person. I owe it to my kids. and But they don't have that, that connected relationship with that person. Eventually, as the kids get older, they just say, I can't do it anymore. I just can't. You know, um, the, the challenges is also that, that, that this particular pattern of illness is perceived that it can be cured. And it can be if they're very humble and if they discover something within themselves that they are not the center of the world and the way they're functioning is not good. It's not helpful. It's not good for other people. And it's not even good for them. And if they can finally see the value of change then maybe that personality disorder will start to pull back. Also, when they bring God in their life, that forces Jesus to come through them and to work through them. That, that makes God go through them and their work becomes different than the, what their work in the past. Because this personality disorder is the opposite of what it takes to be a good Christian or a person who lives a, a faith-based life. You know, um, the ones who pose the greatest threat to long-term relationship quality is basically the psychopath who becomes who, who comes you know to mind basically the psychopathic tendencies are good reading of other people's emotions it's and and sometimes these histrionic people are good at reading other people's emotions because what they're able to do is if they can tag on to the people that are going to give them the most 
they will put their energy into those people. So they tend to read other people's emotions because they identify with their own emotions so much. Not logic, but their own emotions. So they seek people that are emotional. And it's highly unlikely that they act in ways that are are truly empathetic or caring, much like a psychopath. And I'm not suggesting that a histrionic person is a psychopath, but they do have some psychopathic tendencies. And that is that that uh, they don't have the true empathy or caring. And they typically portray uh, uh, the person with, a, uh, if you, uh, they also carry symptoms of people with a borderline personality that, that they do that rapid cycling thing where they go through emotions very quickly. And they also, um, they're hardly the ideal life partner, or even a roommate, because people with this disorder have a very unstable sense of self and a poor establishing and respecting of boundaries. And they tend to see other people as all good or all bad, among other characteristics. You know, um, people with these personality disorders have high rates of marital unhappiness, separation, and divorce. And both disorders share the qualities of involving, uh, you know, both. The borderline and the histrionic, uh, they they have a lot of qualities involving temptuous and impulsive behavior, high levels of hostility, and they only they they have these fatal flaws, but they can't even see it in themselves. They they just don't understand it. They don't see how they come across. So the strongest predictors of divorce is the uh, histrionic personality disorder. We don't hear a great deal about the histrionic personality disorder. But it's almost as if it's discarded as a, a personality disorder because we look at them as the life of the party. We look at them as they want to be seen rather than take the time to go deeper. So, you know, this kind of person, most people just avoid them or find a way to push them away. And so that, because most people in life just don't like conflict. But this person creates enormous conflict by their behavior. And so... Um, they have a rich history going back to, you know, to hysteria, which is the derivative of histrionic, the word hysteria. And so they, they and that comes from Freud's days, by the way. Freud derived that term and he basically called it neurosis. And so uh, it, it's, it's, you know, a, a very strong, typically uh, uh, women have it, but a lot of men do have this quality of being that emotional, high and low, anxious, preoccupied impressionable, impressionistic. And if you're a partner with somebody like that, that's impressionistic, that means, oh, this person told me this. And so now that's the most important thing to them, despite the fact that it may not be good for a relationship. They put lots of people first because they believe they're getting the attention that they need from that person. And so uh, males with histrionic usually present with uh, identity uh, diffusion. They have usually have a lot of disturbed relationships and they lack impulse control. They also have antisocial tendencies and they're inclined to exploit physical symptoms. They're usually immature, they're dramatic, they're shallow. But, but they also have uh, disinhibited behavior, meaning that they, they do things that are not within the social context of where they're at. So most people with a histrionic personality are most likely to qualify uh, basically for the, the term drama queen. Their, their additional quality of being overly impressionistic also adds to this by uh, that individuals with the histrionic symptoms make decisions on the basis of limited evidence. And they jump to conclusions, and they're often based on their decisions 
on gut instincts which rather than careful analysis and that's because they're very emotional and so most of their decision making is based on does this make me happy does this make me feel good does this make me feel powerful you know children want power and so power is a big thing for them and this is how this person perceives their way of getting power is becoming histrionic You know, not all actors are going to qualify for having the disorder, but the jobs they perform on a daily uh, basis, not to mention public attention that that celebrities uh, receive, may reinforce histrionic tendencies. So oftentimes people see them through the characters they play rather than the person that they are. And so what they may be personifying in a movie or on the stage may be a small sliver of who they are as a person, but it is not the whole picture. And so sadly, many ap- actors get labeled a- under the assumption that they are what they're playing rather than the role that they're playing is just a derivative, a small part of who they are that they've exploited in order to play a character. You know, if what you should do if you're uh, thinking of entering a relationship with a person that you suspect is being high uh, high on uh, divorce, divorce-pone traits, which is basically you can't trust them, then what you want to do is step back and don't rush to judgment. You know, these are a, a, a lot of ratings and, and ranges that I'm giving you and symptoms that I'm giving you, but don't rush to judgment. You know, uh, what you want to do is just kind of watch and look at yourself and check yourself and go, how much energy am I having to place into this person's neuroticism? And and remember that, and if you're not comfortable with being in a party with a person like this, because oftentimes they're going to get drunk at a party or they're going to get high or they're going to do something impulsive at the party and you're going to go, wow, I'm having to deal with this? Yuck, yuck. And so remember that uh, correlation is not causation. So just because, um, you know, it's hard to imagine that divorce would lead to these symptoms, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that these symptoms do drive divorce. And so you want to ask hard questions of yourself before entering into a new relationship. Once you've seen the danger signs and pay attention to the hints that your new partner is is overly self-centered, usually hostile and suspicious and capable of seeing other people's points of view, uh, minimizing to the extent that, that, that their behaviors could ever bother you and only lead to problems down the road. So you, you want to understand a concept of who they are. Or are they a floating target? Because if you're marrying somebody or being in a relationship with somebody who doesn't even know who they are, you're going to have a hard time having a relationship because they're a floating target. You can never count on what they say. And so, uh, you know, look out for the signs that your partner is overly passive or inhibited or afraid of making you angry. That may be also somebody that is histrionic because if they behave one way out in public and then they are they they uh, step around you as a person that you're in a relationship, um, they're basically going to dramatize you and characterize you as who they are at home, and then they'll go out and be that histrionic crazy maker out in public, but then alone they will personify you as being that person. <laughs> Um, So, you know, you have to understand and be sympathetic with where the symptoms come from. They come from childhood. They come from basically uh, coping skills that they had to use to get through what they perceived was their childhood. 
and um, and it's become who they are as they've gradually moved through life. And so this maladaptive style, once again, if it's recognized, it can be treated, but it, it's not going to fully go away. Uh, that would be, I'm not saying it'll never go away, but what I'm trying to say is it, it's, it's going to be hard to pull up the roots of where this all came from, unless they're able to get an epiphany and awakening and go, wow, this is how I had to grow up. Now, do I really have to do this as an adult? If they really have a change in life, if they really have a, they, they get baptized or something where they, they change and they're forgiven for all their stupidness and they come back through into life, uh, living for a different purpose than what they were living before, then there's going to be a lot less of of that personality disorder working within them. But there always will be some traits. And I'm, I don't mean always, but sometimes there will be those traits, even after the treatment. You know, the people uh, with with these uh, personality disorder of, of, of uh, histrionic, they need to feel as though they're constantly receiving attention from other people. And so they're very extreme. And so when you look at them, oftentimes exhibitionism is the number one thing that they show off and which can be fun, but it can be entertaining and funny to generally help others have a good time. But there's also the need to do so within reason and overdoing it can relate, uh, can create a whole lot of negative uh, opinions for someone. Some people, though, the desire to be the center of attention makes them prone to exhibitionistic uh, ways as much as possible. So with the, this histrionic personality, they're, they're likely to always be the one, no matter what the situation, is to become the center of attention. Uh, the way they dress, the way they act, the way they speak will all be aimed at helping them show off and catch the attention of everybody around them and negative attention oftentimes is better than no attention at all. If they want to take on a teacher, if they want to take on a leader, they will do it. They will do it because they believe that that's going to give them what they need. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and go through these traits because it's important to recognize these traits because this person, once again, can do a lot of damage to your life. Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. We all experience grief and loss. It's not something most people like to talk about, but these topics do need to be discussed. On Let's Talk About Grief, host Addie Anderson speaks to both professionals and individuals about grief, 
death, and personal loss. You'll hear the important topics, the personal and professional outlooks, and learn how to prepare yourself and loved ones when the need arises. Listen Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune in to our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about the histrionic personality disorder, this this attention-seeking person. And um, these folks are often very obsessed with their physical appearance. They'll spend, though they may not look that great, they will spend uh, hours with their clothing, with their face, with their makeup, with their whatever. They'll spend a lot of time uh, trying to make themselves look as good as possible because they don't like who they are on the inside. So what they do is they want to look good on the outside. So oftentimes uh, they will find themselves uh, personifying themselves that way unless they're in a depressive pocket. When they're in a depressive pocket, they're going to be sloppy. Um, that's because they don't want anybody to see them. So they basically are going to be under the radar. And oftentimes they're depressed, by the way. So you're going to see them in that manner. But when they know they're going to be in a party or they're going to be in a social event or they're going to be seen, oftentimes they want to be seen uh, when they're feeling good about themselves. And once again, everything they do is going to be based on how they feel. But these folks are really good at blaming other people. They, they do what's called deflection. And it's a series of challenges and things don't always go as planned in life. And so taking responsibility and learning from your experiences and learning from your mistakes and, and, and uh, you know, accepting the fact that you caused something is harder for some people than others. And so uh, for a person with a histrionic personality, accepting they made a mistake 
is very difficult. Instead of accepting blame themselves, most of the time, instead of uh, uh, they will blame other people, even for their own failings. Not only do they uh, mean that they are unlikely to learn from their mistakes, but what they mean is they want to put everything into other people. And if there's just a hint of responsibility that someone else could take, which there always is in life, uh, then basically they're going to work on that and create a lot of tension around that than accept the fact that they themselves have a role in things. So blaming is a big thing uh, for them. Also, uh, they, being easily influenced, uh, they're going to call people in black and white. They're going to say, okay, you're this or you're this. You're, you're either chopped liver or, or a wonderful you know, sandwich. And so basically they're influenced by people that they look up to and uh, what they want to do is they want to use that relationship. But unfortunately, what they do is they look to that relationship as being a perfect person rather than – and everything they have to say is perfect. And so when they find they're not perfect, they can flip and tear them down. And so they, they're oftentimes two-faced in, in how they operate. And so uh, – you know, they're likely to be influenced by friends on nights out and activities that they get involved in. Whoever's going to make them look good, that's what they're going to uh, do. And most of us are able to say no when we think certain things are potentially harmful. But for people with histriotic personalities, it's just too tempting. If it's going to give them attention, they'll do the bad thing. And it can be very easy to influence them into doing things they would not normally do, even if it's uh, potentially damaging to them. And and so this is the trait that can really lead them to be taken advantage of by other people. Uh, with bad intentions. They're also overly dramatic. And one, once again, they could be overly dramatic in how they express themselves, how they use the internet, how they, how they email, how they, how they tell stories. It, they can be dramatic in different ways. It doesn't mean they have to be the middle of the room. It's wherever they can get attention, that's where they're going to be dr- dramatic. And so uh, you have to look at them that they're likely uh, to become very emotional at any time. And if an issue does arise, they're going to act very theatric, over-exaggerated, and they can be uh, very easy to shift and very uh, apparent to others that they're, that they're just an act. And so people eventually want to avoid this kind of person after one or two conversations. They're also very shallow. Uh, their material and their, their, their aesthetic attributes play a very large role in their life. If they got a nice house or, you know, whatever, swimming pool, whatever, uh, you know, big Christmas lights out in front of their house or do all the holiday stuff and or have the best candy on Halloween. That's the kind of shallowness that they want to have because they want people to see them in a way that they don't feel about themselves. So the appearance of objects uh, that uh, they have is very important to them because it holds a value that they can't hold within themselves. And so for some people, the materialism and the aesthetics can be significantly more important than everything else. Also, the shallowness that comes with this particular personality disorder. And by the way, personality disorders are not black and white. They're floating targets. And and some people may have characteristics of it but are not truly a personality disorder. But shallowness is a common symptom in people with this personality. Their decisions are based on outward appearance of how is this going to make me be accepted with little considerations for anything deeper in life. And they, they're always hurt 
by people's actions that are go against uh, what they want. And so they put a strain on those relationships. Also, they're uh, overtly sexual if they believe they can get away with it. It's one of the most natural activities that anybody can take part in. Desiring seeking sex is often very natural and harmless, but certain uh, things need to be adhered to, including flirting, which makes us aware of your interests. And, and if it's not done with a reason, it, harm can be done in a lot of social and other ways. And if you think other people don't see it, they do see it. They do read it. They may accept it and consider it a compliment, but they also understand that this is a shakeup in their life if they were to take the bait. And so they, these people need to be desired and they need to be accepted. So if they think that sexuality will get them accepted, then they're going to be provocative. Um, you know, underneath their clothing, they may have on uh, what they feel is sexy or whatever. And they so they they don't want everybody to see that. But they they feel that that Victoria's Secret outfit they have underneath their clothing is is what they really want to be. So that makes them feel better about themselves. These folks are also histrionic personalities are typically uh, hypochondriacs. And it's inevitable that all of us get sick, but our immune systems do a pretty good job most of the time of defending us. But sometimes a pathogen will will manage uh, to make us ill. And so, you know, modern medicine is fairly good. But uh, for somebody with histrionic personality, even the slightest illness is an opportunity to get some attention. And, And so the illness will be exaggerated. And quite often, they may not even really be ill at all. Uh, they might go to the extent of lying about having a terminal conditions or threaten suicide or in order to get attention, so they desire. And, and so uh, these folks oftentimes also have exaggerated uh, relationships. At any one point, they're likely to have numerous friends and acquaintances, but some of these are closer than others, ranging from people that just happen to work uh, with them or or people that they've been in a relationship with as a friend or an intimate relationship, but usually both parties under relationship with each other, but not always. For people with histrionic, it can be easy to exaggerate the level of intimacy in their relationships with each other. And it can be easy for them to believe that certain relationships run deeper than they actually do. And potentially, they read intimacy into even passing acquaintances. And it has the potential for some very, very difficult misunderstandings that can be very damaging to all people. And they don't realize that. They just don't see it. Uh, they're, they're always seeking assurance. That they... Uh, is they have this a constant need to be assured and so what they do is if you give them a compliment they go no and then you have to go oh really no 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 and they really will make you work at giving them a compliment and all the time they're just sucking it up because it's giving them more and more and more attention so by saying no to you giving them a compliment they're going to get more and more out of you and so uh, it, it, it might need be that they their constant reassurance is the same thing over and over again and they have to be reassured constantly. And if you're a partner with someone like that, it is a crazy maker. Now, how do they get treated? Well, if they want to attend talk therapy, that is a good one. You know, if they have a personality disorder like histrionic, you know, talk therapy can be very useful because it oftentimes can reflect back how they're coming across. And they never really see that. And maybe they will gain a sense of, of uh, accountability for their feelings, for their experiences, for their behaviors, for their thoughts and their beliefs. And so with talk therapy, it's a way of, of uh, 
trying to help them uns- uh, sort out those distorted thoughts so they can help themselves have a better sense of behavior. And so it's the first line of defense with personality disorders. But they also, uh, you know, undergoing uh, what's called solution-focused therapy can be very helpful because it is about solving problems in your life and alleviating symptoms and changing behavior. So if you work on uh, on being independent and problem-solving and decision-making, they will, in, in solution focus, they address the need to be saved or play the victim, and they will face that problem independently and make you take accountability for it. Also, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is thought and behavior, it works on replacing negative thoughts with healthier, more realistic thoughts, and then behaving as such. And th- so that's another treatment modality that's very, very good for a person with this particular type of disorder. But once again, nobody's ever going to heal this disorder if they don't face it and take accountability for it. The other thing is working on social skills. And that, during treatment, can be very helpful. These people have difficulty just sitting back and having a normal conversation. These people have trouble not being the, the person in the room getting all the attention so what we have to look at is is they they limit their provocative behavior and they want to work on during the treatment so it's a very very important that they do that also they they limit their provocative behavior and that that is a very important aspect of this you know, uh, just looking at the histrionic personality, um, they're very, you know, they're very, these people are very proactive, they're very shallow, but in treatment, it's important that they take on and take responsibility for the symptoms that they have. And if they can do that, they can change. They can change. And once again, this is usually, uh, some of the causes are likely due to some of the biological, some of the environmental, some of the social factors, but it all comes from their early, early development as children, and they continue to use that into their adult life. So that's our show. Our next show is going to be a a replay of Gaslighting Am I Crazy? And then after that, hopefully we're going to have an interview on Generation X, which is people that are born like me in the late 60s, mid-60s, on up into the 90s. Uh, You know, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. DRGBMFT at SBCGlobal.net or my website, DRGBMFT.com. You know, I'm currently uh, uh, scheduling speaking and teaching engagements, conducting intensive coaching for marriage, pre-marriage, individuals, in person or over Skype. So contact me again right away. If you'd like to book a time, www.DRGBMFT. Remember, a typical histrionic reaction to the dentist suggesting to get a crown is, right, I know. Also, histrionic people are more drama than a group of drag queens headed to a wig sale. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.